Good morning, Heritage. Today is Thursday, November 2nd. This is Mr. Nice, and you are listening to the inaugural episode of The Griffin Rundown, a weekly podcast for HCA. The aim of the podcast is to talk about important topics in the life of our school and in our society, to share uh, upcoming events and all the details related to them, and then ultimately to communicate more with you, the families, just as uh, we are all so busy in our society, we, we recognize how hungry we are for connection and uh, how uh, the need to be communicating well and regularly. So this is uh, a new endeavor for us to, to be doing these things. So uh, very thankful that you are here and tuning into the inaugural Griffin Rundown that we plan to push out just once a week. And uh, hopefully this is something that you can listen to in the car one morning per week on on your way into school as a family so very happy that you're here and joining us so um by way of announcements i, I just said one of the things that we want to do is um give announcements on on upcoming items and, and maybe things that are just nearly in the in the rear view mirror but uh hey the annual dinner is coming tomorrow night friday november 3rd uh, many of you, there are 400 people that are signed up to come, give or take a, a few heads. And so, hey, we are very much looking forward to the annual dinner. And you all know this, this is a fundraiser for the school. It's our biggest fundraiser that we do each year. So I hope you're planning to come. And the proceeds from the annual dinner go to students and families in need of financial aid. So it goes to our people. And then it also goes toward uh, attracting and retaining the faculty that we very much want around our children for 35 hours per week for 35 or 36 weeks out of the year. So um, this this event and the funds from this are very much all about people, um, families, our, our friends and our students' friends that we're thankful are at the school and, and for the godly men and women that are here working with our kids regularly. So that is what the annual dinner is about. It's it's this Friday night at Parkside Church. If you are one who was hoping to get a seat and didn't, or um, you were um, trying to get in a buddy, would you email Heidi Butts, heidi.butts at heritageclassicalacademy.org. She may be able to know of cancellations and, and may be able to substitute some some people in. So let Heidi know if if you uh, are still looking for a seat or if you know of someone who is. So the annual dinner Tomorrow night, Parkside Church, 6.30. Looking forward to the time together with you. Um, also, this coming Monday, November 6th, is the tour of the Pepper Pike campus for every family that has children in fifth grade and below. So last week, uh, I think it was last week, we very much enjoyed the time being able to show all the families with sixth grade and up students. It was a wonderful evening and in getting to show inside a few of the buildings and then getting to tour the grounds and, and seeing exactly uh, what the vision is for having which students and which classes and which buildings and and getting to walk the grounds and, and pray together and um, hearing a few words from me that night. So um, very much looking forward to welcoming families now. Uh, if, if By the way, if you have children uh, that are in those older grades and in the younger grades, and you've already been to the campus, you don't need to come again. Uh, you're welcome to, but please feel no compulsion. Um, but families, we we do hope to see you there on 
Monday the 6th from 4 to 6. It's open house style, so come as you can in that. But we do encourage you to please arrive by 5.30 at the latest. We're hoping that the last tour will leave around then, so please show up by 5.30 at the latest if, if you're hoping for a tour. And uh, we'll show you around, we'll show you in some of the buildings, and, and also just talk about how the Lord's been working. So very thankful for this opportunity to be able to show um, how the Lord's been providing and, and this campus that is coming quickly for our school community. Uh, hey, this week is also early dismissal. That's today, Thursday the 2nd. So would you please make sure you are planning accordingly for early dismissal and whatever time that mean, means for you on, on your campus. So don't forget moms and dads, today's the day. And then also you might have seen in the newsletter recently that dress code time uh, dress code is uh, changed as the weather is changing from November 1st all the way up until April 1st the shorts are no more and for the late young ladies when they're wearing their skirts or their jumpers it's time to put on leggings or tights underneath those uh, just as they're staying warm we do take the children out as much as possible during recess so uh, we want them to be warm. So not only is it, are we all done with shorts and, and girls need to wear the leggings and, and um, tights underneath skirts, but, but also make sure you're, you're packing appropriately for the cold weather for, for when they go outside to play with jackets and hats and gloves and, and all those things. And then also as we head into this season and as we're, we're seeing snow already, Hey, don't forget that um, Heritage makes an independent decision as to whether any of our three campuses will be closed on any particular day. Just because a school district is off and, and the school happens to be in that district does not mean necessarily that Heritage will be off for certain. So make sure you're checking. Inevitably, there's a student or two or family or two that show up to school when, when we're off on a day. So we'll post by 7 a.m on WKYC. So you can check that. We also push out an email. And then we also uh, just started at the end of last year, sending out a push notification via the app. No, it's the beginning of this year. We send out a push notification on uh, the Heritage app. And if you're saying to yourself, what Heritage app? Well, good. You should go to the app store on whatever device you have and download the app for Heritage Classical Academy. Please, please do that. Um, <clears throat> it's an easy way to get info from the school and about the school, including the weekly newsletters. You can, you can check each one of your kids' grades there. You can see lesson plans. You can order lunches, see the school forms and more. So uh, go to your app store on your device and, and download the Heritage app. Won't you? Once you download it, then you sign into it just like you would when you go on to uh, RenWeb, and then it'll populate with your family information and your kids' information. So you can check all those things. And then, um, hey, the hymn this week at Heritage. If you come home, if your kids come home and you hear them humming a hymn, uh, that's a great thing. We hope that they're doing that or they're singing the words to it. Uh, this week is Holy, 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 one that many of us probably all know and grew up singing. Um, so uh, if you want to find versions of that and play it with your kids and sing with your kids, the hymn of the week is Holy, Holy, Holy. And then prayer warriors for the school. 
Um, if you check the newsletter regularly, the one that comes out weekly on Thursdays, we're encouraging you to join us for praying on Wednesdays at 1230 in the afternoon. I know that's a tough time for many and, and many can't, but I also know that there are many, many more that could be hopping on this regularly to pray for just a half an hour. It's a Zoom call. And we're praying, especially in this season for the Pepper Pike campus and that transition and the capital campaign that's surrounding it. And so uh, I would encourage you, would you join us for praying during that time? It's um, it's a time to uh, join together and, and seek the Lord's face and ask for his blessing and his help in the midst of all these big things that are going on in the life of the school. So uh, please consider joining. It's a half an hour, Wednesdays at 1230. If you're looking for the link, would you check your newsletter that comes out on Thursdays? It's in there regularly about how to gain access to, to that link. And then uh, one thing on parent-teacher conferences. Hope you enjoyed moms and dads and, and uh, young men and young women. We hope you enjoyed the long weekend. And I also hope that you enjoyed the parent-teacher conferences. My understanding is, by and large, we had a very good turnout for the conferences. So moms and dads, I want to thank you for prioritizing those meetings. Uh, you likely know that our mission statement is cultivating lifelong learners who think and live for Christ. But what you may not know is that our vision statement begins with the words, in partnership with parents. Those are the first four words of our vision statement. And we very much believe that our relationship with heritage parents is a partnership. And we're locking arms with you together with a particular aim to see our children grow to be thoughtful, winsome, and virtuous men and women who are ready to go and make Jesus known in whatever calling when they leave heritage one day. So we're very jealous for that time that we get with you one-on-one -on -one so that we can collaborate on how your children are doing. And so, um, for the, for the many, many that prioritize that, we're thankful. And, and as a word of encouragement and exhortation for those that didn't make it this round, um, do your best to make it again uh, the next time we offer this in the future. Uh, we do believe it is very powerful for um, that individual time with you. So thank you for, for all that came. And then we have this segment that'll be weekly, a joke of the day. So I'm very happy to welcome with me here in studio one of our freshman young ladies. This is Sarah. In this segment, what we're going to do is each week, I'm going to find a student with a hilarious joke that ought to be shared with the rest of the heritage contingency, the whole population. And so for our initial joke, I have one of our ninth graders here with me in studio. This is Sarah. Sarah, would you say hi to everybody? Hi, Sarah's one of our lovely ninth graders and has been at Heritage for a long, long time. So, Sarah, you told me a funny joke not that long ago. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm wondering, do you think you could deliver it for everybody here uh, just on this little microphone? Yeah, sure. Okay, tell, tell us your funny joke. Why did the chicken cross the road? Because... <laughs> There you go. All right, uh, all you Heritage listeners, that's a great one to share with grandma and grandpa next time you see them, and I'm sure they'll think it's hilarious. Sarah, thanks so much for joining us in, in the studio. Of course. 
And then parents, occasionally I'll pick a topic to discuss on the Griffin Rundown. And and if you have something that you'd like me to consider, whether something from society and, and maybe we can bring in uh, an expert or two or a, a local resource to talk about these things, I'm very happy to do that. And we can consider things that are going on in the world around us. I'm also happy to consider things in the life of the school that you may have interest in, in learning more about. So if you have topics and ideas that you'd like to be considered here, shoot me an email. Uh, we have a, a new email address, podcast at heritageclassicalacademy.org. So email it there, podcast at heritageclassicalacademy.org, and we'll consider some of those things that you throw our way. And then today, this this won't be every time, but, but uh, moms and dads, I, we have some content here for you to consider probably for after drop-off. So this is the after drop of, um, I did an interview recently with Aaron Baer, who is the president of the Center for Christian Virtue. And, and Aaron Baer is a dynamo of en energy. He loves the Lord Jesus. And he is the head of the Center for Christian Virtue, CCV, which is a policy advocacy group that's based down in Columbus, uh, right outside of the state house. And, and um, very thankful for this organization. They actually um, are the mother organization of the OSIN, the Ohio Christian Education Network, who we partner with for our um, scholarship granting organization. All those signs that you see out at dismissal and drop-off about giving your tax dollars instead of Ohio, giving them to Heritage, we partner with OSIN for that, uh, which is a sub, uh, which is an arm of CCV. So moms and dads, would you uh, consider listening to this interview that I just recently conducted with Aaron Baer? It's in relationship to issue one and why we all need to be praying for that and why we ought to be voting no, if we haven't already. So, uh, but you all understand the content of issue one isn't isn't um, for all ears. So, if you have young ones in the car, this is why I'm saying this is for the after drop. Okay, well, enjoy this upcoming interview with CCV President Aaron Bear. Well, I'm here with Aaron Bear, Aaron. Thank you so much for making the time to join us today to let the Heritage families know what exactly is going on in issue one. Well, thanks, David. Glad you guys are are talking about such an important issue uh, so close to a big election. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, so just to get right down to it, then, would you just give us an understanding of what is inside of issue one and, and why should Christian parents be so concerned about it? Yeah, you know, issue one is a, a, a generational sort of cultural shifting constitutional amendment. Um, the, the, the broad reaching devastating impacts of this constitutional amendment cannot be uh, overstated. Um, you know, the, the baseline on it is it would uh, lock abortion up to birth um, in our state constitution. It would allow minors to get abortions without uh, their parents' knowledge or consent. Um, so, I mean, that that right there from a Christian perspective, we're talking about the loss of at least 30,000 lives every year in the state of Ohio to the, the hands of the abortion industry uh, on top of the impact on parental rights. Um, I think the other reality of this, though, David, is, you know, the, the, the I, I, we talk a lot about culture at CCV. And when you have something like this enshrined in your constitution, um, you know, it's one of these things that it changes the way 
um, our children and future generations think about think about abortion, think about things like sex and family formation and and mm-hmm. and so much more. Um, and so it, it's why we say you really cannot we can't begin to understand the full effect of what this will be. Um, and if we we don't stop it now in this next really week, next few days, um, it will almost be impossible to ever pull this out of law. Mm. Yeah, you know, Aaron, I, I think that's right. We've seen some some law after Roe. I think when everyone after overturning Roe last summer, I think um, the pro life movement had had such hope, and then we saw some of these states that are typically rather conservative and and. Um, on the state level, then there were some there were some surprising losses for the pro life movement in places where we thought, boy, we thought this was a slam dunk. And I think that's just to your point of um, over time when this becomes normal, it's it's hard to get it back. No, that, that, that's exactly right. And I, and I think I, I want to. It's really easy to for a lot of folks to sit back and maybe criticize some of these other states where we've lost. Um, and I think. Uh, you know, the reality is one, you know, even here in Ohio, the last campaign finance report showed they, the other side has spent about $30 million. We've had about 10. Um, you know, we, we have a media that is very much against us. Um, but also we have a, a culture and this is why, you know, at CCV um, and our Ohio Christian Education Network that, that Heritage is a part of, we put such an emphasis on Christian education uh, and what you guys do, because we have a culture that has fundamentally lost its understanding of um, the value of children, um, the the purpose of sex and family. Um, you know, th- just just so many fundamental questions. And so, you know, I think maybe the the most you know devastating part about all of this conversation since Roe was overturned is, you know, you're even seeing in some polling that we've done that even if I can convince you that it is indeed a baby. Many people still think, yeah, it's okay to to kill it. Yeah, and and that's a, you know, that's one of those things where we really need to to recognize what's what's happening in the world around us, and and need to redouble our efforts in how we are, we're educating and discipling the next generation. Amen. Yeah, it's it's concerning when you think that that's that's the normal view of yeah yeah I I, I know what it is and I'm still okay with it. It's it's actually stunning. Yeah. Um, yeah. Aaron, help help us understand why is this? You you mentioned constitutional amendment. How is this different and maybe more concerning than if this was normal legislation being passed by the legislature? Yeah, uh, that's one of the most important parts of this, uh, David. Is that you know when you put something in the state constitution, there's only one way to change the Ohio state constitution, uh, and that is by going going through this process, right? Going to the voters either collecting signatures having the or having the general assembly refer something to the ballot um and then raising a bunch of money and working to pass it um and what we've just seen um we've known this for a long time but we've especially seen this year the the left the the, the pro abortion forces have way more money and and these constitutional amendments uh, primarily are financial fights right it's who's got the deepest pockets you know we see folks like George Soros putting 2 million dollars here you see you know, the Swiss billionaire pouring million, billion, millions of dollars here in, into Ohio on this, like, it's the reality of it. And so the ability to actually pull something like this out of the Constitution once it's, once it's put in is near uh, impossible. Uh, and the other aspect of this, too, though, is to understand 
you know, this is one of these things that folks have been struggling with as we're talking to them about the impact of this. We'll say, hey, this is going to obliterate parental consent for an abortion. And a lot of times folks will say, oh, no, but we have a law that requires parental consent for an abortion. And that's just a misunderstanding of, of process and procedure in the way the law works. The Constitution is the state Constitution is the supreme law of the land. So anything that's in state law uh, in Ohio Revised Code is what we would typically refer to where our parental consent requirement is. That mm-hmm. is subservient to that cannot supersede, if you will, uh, what's in the state constitution. The state constitution trumps it. So if a state law contradicts what's in the constitution, that state law is is uh, void, would be struck down in a legal dispute. Right. Um, and so that's the that's what's happening here is that we are creating a, a really a super right here in abortion with this constitutional amendment. I've said this a few times. Um, you know, think about the way we as Americans uh, revere free speech, right, or our our religious freedom, right? That you know, and and the protections we have for free speech, right? That that mm-hmm. you, you can't pass a law that would 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 infringe on someone's ab- ability to speak freely. Um, you know, that same level of protection then would be given to abortion. Um, and imagine the implications of what that would mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and just combine that with what you're saying of, and, and we may not be able to undo it. And, and I mean, it took us, uh, 50 years to, um, for the the pro-life movement to, to gather itself and, and to reverse Roe. You you can only imagine what this would mean for Ohio, right? Yeah. Um, well, how does this, Aaron, how does this stack up with what else we've seen going, going on around the country and other states and, and just the terms of the, the severity of this and, and the terms of, um, you know, how far this is going in terms of being pro abortion? Yeah. You know, if this passes, Ohio would be, you know, on par with, if not to the left of California, mm-hmm. New York, Massachusetts, these these radical pro-abortion uh, states, um, and you know the 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 reality is, um, you know the the that's that's very much the intent of the people pushing this, right? Um, I I keep saying what the media and the left are saying is that uh, you know this constitutional amendment uh, would allow any woman over the age of eighteen to get an abortion until the child's viable, right? That's what they're saying this does. Right. Uh, but if that's what they wanted to do, they could have just written that one sentence. That that could have been their constitutional amendment. It's very straightforward. It's very simple, very direct. They didn't say that. They wrote 233 carefully crafted and chosen words uh, to allow the most radical of abortion laws, to put the most radical of abortion laws into our state constitution. Um, and, and again, really change the, the makeup of Ohio for a generation. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen... The, the the proposed amendment and it starts with uh, not the very first word but toward the top after a bit of a preamble it's, it says every individual or something like that doesn't it Aaron right yeah that's right that's right it, exactly and regardless and again that's the that's a that, that's the most obvious example of uh if what does every individual mean if it doesn't mean my mon- minor daughters right they could have said why wouldn't you just say every adult if you don't mean to include children right that's right um, or even you could say every woman, right? Um, but but they they chose every individual on purpose. And again, like 
David, what's so frustrating about this is these are very obvious questions that the the uh, yes campaign should have been asked by a critical media if we right. had one of those in Ohio and in the nation. But they we don't and they weren't. And so they've been allowed to, you know, kind of run their campaign that's been full of deceit. Uh, and meanwhile, we get called the liars. I mean, it is it's biblical in the truest sense that what's good what's good is being called evil and what's evil is being called good, you know? That's right. Our our itching ears are going after the things that we want to hear. That's right. Um hey, what is I, I saw Governor DeWine in the news a couple of times. What was he saying about uh this proposed amendment? I you know, I, I gotta say, David, you know, Governor DeWine has been a true godsend through this process. He has been um, the leader that we need, uh, you know, we we don't have the, you know, the advantage of the media, or we don't have the average the advantage of the the, the financial resources, but we have a governor that's really using his bully pulpit um, to to help drive the message and counteract the lies, and, and we have a governor who has um, broad credibility with folks across the political spectrum. You know, um, Governor Dewine and I haven't always agreed on everything. Um, but the, the reality is he's, he has been a very strong pro-life advocate. Um, and for him to come out and say, whether you're pro-life or pro-choice issue one just goes too far, um, mm-hmm. is exactly the message we need to, to drive home right now. You know, that there, there's not enough, you know, tried and true pro-life voters, uh, out there for us to be able to defeat this, uh, on our own. We, we've got to convince folks who might be, you know, softly pro-life or maybe even leaning towards the pro-choice side um, to understand that this is much more radical than they think. Again, when you start talking about abortion up to birth, uh, painful late-term abortion, children getting abortions without their parents knowing, you know, even folks who would call themselves quote-unquote pro-choice say that goes too far. Uh, And that's exactly the message we need right now to to be able to sink this thing. Yeah. Um, Hey, just you know, in my shoes, then as uh, my role at Heritage, how should I be considering this? Just in in my seat and communicating with parents, and you know, when we find out things about children and uh, wanting to be, you know, true partners with parents and and be communicating well with them, should should the school have any concerns about this issue? Honestly. Everyone should have concern about this issue. I mean, there's obviously the baseline, you know, as a resident of Ohio, what kind of state do we want to live in? Things like that. But but on the other side of this, David, you know, there's a lot of folks that have written a lot of things about what this amendment could mean. And and honestly, I I always say, like, I don't think you can speculate wildly enough about this thing, because, I mean, think about for a minute Roe v. Wade. Right. The the decision from 1973 that legalized abortion up until mm-hmm. birth. Where where did that come from? Right. Where where in the const in our US Constitution uh did the founders or did Congress write about abortion? Right. And the answer is nowhere. The word abortion is or, or <laughs> reproductive health care or medical decisions or anything, women's rights, any of it. Yeah. It's anywhere in the US Constitution. They right. took it out of the 14th Amendment, which is an amendment is about naturalizing citizens. <laughs> so they created this, this right to abortion from that. Imagine what they can do, what the left will be able to do over the over the next you know several years and decades 
with a constitutional amendment that says the government shall not directly or indirectly burden your right to reproductive decisions. Yep. Honestly, like, again, this is one of these things that I wish we had a critical media. Someone needs to ask the yes campaign. How do I indirectly burden your reproductive decisions? What does that look like? <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? The answer, the answer is it can look like anything, really, because it, it's it's so vague and so broad that, you know, to, to try to say that this is what it specifically means. And, and that's the again, that's the, the whole, you know, and the left has really specialized in doing this. They, they flood the zone with misinformation or they flood the zone with with so much you know, negativity that people don't even, people don't even have a concept for it. Right. Uh, and so it really, op- and that, that's why for a school like yours, it, it's, it's truly hard to say exactly what this will Im- mean in the next, not just the next year or two, but several decades. Um, and for families and, and everyone else that, you know, w- what this would really lead to. Yeah. 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 But boy, it is stunning just in, even in your language of or you're quoting the language that even indirectly impacting yeah. with, with as vague language as that is. Um, what we're saying is, you know, we're we're we are knocking parents out of decisions for their minor children, uh, life impacting decisions in, in the truest sense of the term. And and then even. Boy, and if you Im- impact this in any way indirectly, then what would that mean just even legally down the line? And, and that's it's yep. unfathomable, actually. Yep. Um, well, uh, Aaron, would you tell us you know, what should we be? We, we know uh, we ought to be voting uh, next week or early. Uh, we know that we're praying for the Lord's work to intervene in this and, and for the outcome that, that we believe would be honoring to him. Um, what else ought we be doing? Um, so I'll say, you know, talking to your friends and your neighbors. I mean, the, the the what we see, we always have said this from from the get go for us, and this is one of the reason why we 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 put the governor up on TV is that the messenger matters as much as the message. Um, so talking to your neighbors, talking to your friends, talking to your pastor about issue one matters so much because they're going to believe what you say. They're more likely to believe you than the TV ad. And if they're not hearing from you, there's a good chance they're going to believe the TV ad or they're going to believe the media. Um, so that that's a, a major thing. If you've not gone door knocking or phone banking, you know, our friends at Created Equal are leading the, the door-to-door effort. You can go to createdequal.org uh, to, to sign up to volunteer or, or phone bank here in the last few uh, days that matters massively. If you're able to support the campaign, you can go to protectwomenohio.com and make a, a donation there. Now we they just bought the other campaign just bought placed four very effective ads. What what our polling shows us, and very apparently what their polling shows them too, uh, is that we are actually within striking distance of winning. It is mm-hmm. very possible that we can win this. Uh, Amen. And so you know, we need incredible prayer and we need incredible support here, but. Um, you know, talking with people. And I will say too, David, we don't underestimate the, the power of prayer. We have to pray. We need to petition uh, our Heavenly Father to, to have mercy on us um, and defeat this, that He would get the glory, not us. Um, and I think I, I, the last thing I would say is win or lose, we do not despair. We trust Romans 8.28 that He is going to make all Amen. things 
uh, work out for good for work for good for those who are called according to his purposes. Amen. His glory and our good. Amen. Amen. Well, and and it's true, Aaron. We say the same things all the time. Of hey, we can just for the school's sake, we can advertise all we want, but nine out of ten families come to Heritage because of the word from families that are already here at the school. So uh, I hear what you're saying. We have relationships with with friends and neighbors, and and they need to hear from us on this. Yep. So yep. Amen. Amen. Well, last thing, Aaron, you'll say it better than than I did in the intro, but would you just share the the overarching purpose of CCV and and what you're doing down there, all the other good things you have going on? Yeah, absolutely. So so CCV, we are the, the largest Christian public policy organization in Ohio, actually one of the largest in the country. Uh, our mission is to seek the good of our neighbors by advocating for public policy that reflects the truth of the gospel. Uh, so we work in the public policy space um, we do so um, primarily through uh, our three-legged stool of our church ambassador network, which is about 2,200 uh, churches uh, all over all over Ohio that we educate and resource. Our Ohio Christian Education Network, which Heritage is a part of, um, which is uh, advocating for uh, the expansion of Christian education, the protection of Christian education, uh, and also starting new Christian schools all over the state. Uh, and then our Christian Business Partnership, which is our uh, Christian Chamber of Commerce that's really protecting Christians in the marketplace and um, providing health insurance benefits and other benefits that help Christians uh, operate effectively and excellently in the marketplace. Amen. Thanks for thanks for sharing those things, brothers and thank or brother, and thank you for all the good work that you're doing down there. We know Heritage is is benefiting greatly from your work and and the work of OSIN. and so uh, we're very much on your side and thankful for the work that the Lord is doing through you and and CCV. Hey, appreciate it. Amen. Thanks for being on, brother. Thank you. I had the privilege of discussing with Aaron Bear this week. Aaron Bear is the president of CCV, the Center for Christian Virtue, which is an advocacy policy group based in Columbus. It's actually very near the state house down there, and and they work to um, put forward gospel initiatives in in the world around us. And, and their mission statement is seeking the good of our neighbors by advocating for public policy that reflects the truth of the gospel. So, very thankful for the Center for Christian Virtue. That one of the arms of CCV is OSIN, the Ohio Christian Education Network, of which Heritage is a member, and and actually the scholarship granting organization that you see the signs outside uh, as you're dropping off and picking up about um, donating your tax dollars that you would be paying to Ohio to Heritage instead. That SGO, the scholarship granting organization, is is managed for us through. The Ohio Christian Education Network that's part of CCV. So we're very thankful for um, this group, the Center for Christian Virtue. And uh, in my talk with Aaron this week, I was asking him, hey, tell me about issue one and and why we should care. And, and he said a number of things, but a few things that really struck me were, number one is this is a not a uh, new bill being put forward by the legislature. In Ohio, this is actually going to be a constitutional amendment if it passes. So, um, constitutional amendment is much harder to unwind, much harder to amend, alter, chip away at. Uh, and, and so, part of what Aaron said that struck me was 
hey, this, um, this actually, unfortunately, if it passes, will have great staying power and will be terribly hard to unwind. And we just opined on the fact that it took nearly 50 full years for the pro-life movement to gain its footing and to unwind Roe in our country. And not only that, but after 50 years, we saw the impact of living 50 years with abortion as normative in our society. We, we see the impact of that now to where even in some states where um, after Roe was unwound on the federal level, we saw some states that tried to, some, some generally conservative states, um, they tried to um, uh, put in some pro-life legislation that failed and um, that ended up being wins for um, the pro-choice, for the pro-abortion stance. And so we see that even in these spots where, boy, generally more conservative state, you know, 50 years is a long time. And there's culture changing ramifications when these things get enshrined. And so Aaron was, was suggesting, hey, losing this one will have long reaching implications that we can only speculate about. And, and, um, but we have an idea just based on the last 50 years with Roe and, and where our society has gone and the normalization of, um, the murder of infants. So, um, that's one thing that, that Aaron spoke about. The, the other is, is this is, uh, this issue one, if it passes, um, boy, this is, uh, actually one of the most, if not the most, um, progressive, pro-abortion stances in the country. He said it would put us on par or even to the left of places like California and New York. This would allow for um, late-term abortion all the way up to um, the point of birth uh, for abortion, for children, for souls, for individuals that were made in God's image. And so um, this ought to be repulsive to us, to, to Christian people. And so he said, this isn't just, and, and maybe you've seen commercials with Governor DeWine speaking on this. This isn't just, um, hey, 18-year-olds um, or anyone under 18 needs the consent of mom and dad. Um, no, this is actually um, every individual. It doesn't say an age. So every individual effect effectively has the right over their um, uh, reproduction. And, and so um, mom and dad, you're out. There is no parental consent. That is a law in Ohio right now. You may understand that um, my understanding is that this is on the books as, as a law in Ohio that you need parental consent. Well, guess what? A constitutional amendment trumps whatever law might already be in place. And so those things would be out. And so this is really, if, if you see the signs out there that say no one issue one protect children or no one issue one protect uh, parents' rights. It's very much those are the things that are are in the crosshairs here. Um, we're talking about um, the the murder of Aaron. Aaron shared uh, upward of of roughly thirty thousand abortions per year in Ohio is what this will mean. So we're talking about the murder of thirty thousand um, infants in the womb, and we're also talking about um, hey, this is the government inserting itself into the place of the parent, and um, and we all. We ought to all have great concerns about that. Um, that just goes against what we understand to be creation order. Um, the family is pre-political. It exists before uh, any government agency. And so um, we ought to have grave concerns when the government starts to tell us um, that they have uh, 
what rights parents have in the home. That that ought to be very concerning. Um, so, um, and then and then I asked Aaron. I said, "Hey, what? How will this impact Christian schools and their ability to speak the truth to students and to, and to their parents?" And he said, "Frankly, David, um, we can we can only guess. Um, we can only guess how this will lead, um, but you better believe that it will." And so, um, again, this led back to the, you know, Roe versus Wade and, and what happened in 1973. And and you know, I could they have guessed all that was going to come out of that down the line for the next 50 years almost? No, I'm not sure that they could. And so he said, "Yeah, you you better you better consider what this will mean for what schools will be able to talk about with parents when they learn it." Um, so it's it's an important topic. Um, and then we just, I just asked him, Hey, Aaron, what, what would you recommend for our families? Um, and obviously the, the two that quickly came back were, um, well, you need to be praying for this. You need to be praying for, um, our state for the turnout of this election, um, and, or, or, or this vote and, um, pray that, that people would turn out and, um, and seek to vote no to shoot this down. And then he quickly also said um, that we need to vote. Obviously, if you haven't yet, you can vote early, but but we all better be voting for this next week. And um, we ought to have grave concerns about what this would mean for children, for our society, um, for our role as parents. And, and then the third one he said is uh, we ought to really be telling our friends and our neighbors about this. And, and we were able to just discuss, boy, same thing at Heritage. You know, we can advertise all we want and people may come because they hear things on the radio or they got a flyer in the mail or, um, but nine out of 10 times people show up to Heritage for a tour and inquire about the school because um, they have a friend at the, who has kids at the school and they heard about it from their friend and the experience that they're having. So um, he said, if, if we're serious about this, we ought to be knocking on our friends and neighbors doors and we ought to be picking up the phone um, because the personal touch point means so much more than the the flyer they get in the mail or whatever they might see on TV or hear on the radio. So um, yeah, vote, pray, and then, and then tell others uh, about why you're voting this way because it makes a difference. So, um, so for, um, for us heritage parents, for people that are concerned about life, and who are concerned about um, the role that the government ought to have in my family, yeah, we ought to be really concerned about these things. So um, I leave this to to you to be thoughtful, God-fearing, praying men and women in this issue. And, and I would encourage you to vote no uh, if you haven't already. All right, and then finally, uh, be praying for CCV, the Center for Christian Virtue. They're doing a lot of good work down there. And so would you be praying for Aaron? Because he is very much at the tip of the spear in, in so many of these things where culture and politics meet. And um, and he very much seeks to honor the Lord Jesus in all of his work. So pray for Aaron at CCV. Pray for the whole organization. Uh, we're very thankful for, for all that's going on down there in that organization. So, all right. Parents, thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed this initial podcast for Heritage. And we look forward to hearing, we look forward to reaching out to you again more next week. God bless. Mm-hmm.